Some mornings I read the readings and I have no idea what I'm going to talk about. And some mornings I read them and it's like so much, like where, where do I start, you know? And, uh, and this morning we had this kind of curious reading from the book of Samuel. And Samuel is telling Saul, let me tell you what the Lord told me last night. Now, how did Samuel hear what the Lord told him last night? Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel was listening and he had to give a message, a difficult message to Saul. Saul, you have been disobedient and you have been rejected. Now this is setting the stage for King David. Saul is going to be rejected. King David is going to come onto the stage sooner or later. But why was Saul rejected? Because he was disobedient. And there's this line that stands out in such incredible relief here. Does the Lord so delight in birth offerings and sacrifices as in obedience to the command of the Lord? Obedience. You know why Jesus was crucified? One of the many reasons he was being obedient to the Father. He said to Pontius Pilate and to all, you know, to the others, you would have no authority over me unless it was given to you by my Father. And Jesus, in obedience to the Father's command, and so obedience is, is one of those absolutely essential and foundational virtues of our Christian journey. And Saul was given a command to destroy all of the property of these enemies. And, and again, we, that's an, a whole nother challenge in itself. But what they decided was, oh no, we'll take some of this good stuff and we'll sacrifice it to God. It's like, that's not what God asked you to do. And so, you know, so we, we, we can spend some time praying over that call to obedience. And then we have the disciples of John and the Pharisees accustomed to fast. But your disciples don't fast. Well, it wasn't time to fast. In the book of Ecclesiastes, we hear there's a time for this and there's a time for that. There's a time for war, time for peace, time for embraces, a time to be away from embraces. There's a time to fast and there's a time not to fast. There's a time to feast. Don't we have feast days and fast days in the church? And so we are called to feast and to fast. Well, it is a season now in the church, if you will, where we have fasting periodically. There's only two days where we are under obedience to fast. What are the two days? Again, Ash Wednesday, Good Friday. Then we have a few days of abstinence. Well, that is not going to cut it, okay? We need to fast a lot more than that. We really do. But those are the two days that if we don't fast on those days, it's a sin. It's a sin of disobedience. We should be, and let me tell you, this is something that has become more and more and more part of the paradigm, the way I see the world and understand the spiritual battle and all of those things. We were made to fast. God designed us to fast. 
And if we don't fast, we're doing something wrong. Now we live, I talked about the Corinthian culture a little bit yesterday, some of you might have heard me. We live in a culture that opposes fasting, not by putting up billboards that say don't fast, but by constantly marketing to us food, 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 three meals a day, this, that, and the next thing, process this, process that. And it is absolutely contrary to the way our physiology was made by God. Our physiology was made by God to do what? To fast. We fast and we feast. And uh, so, you know, um, I'm gonna say to you all today, prayer, fasting, and giving. These are absolutely essential components of a mature Christian life. Prayer, fasting, and giving. Part of our prayer needs to be the prayer of Samuel. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Part of our fasting needs to be the fasting before we receive Holy Communion. Part of our fasting needs to be Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. Part of our fasting needs to be us getting in touch with the reality of how our bodies were designed by God for periodic fasting. And so fasting is good for us. There's a time to feast, there's a time to fast. And I do hope that you hear God, Jesus say to you, when you fast, don't go around looking gloomy, wash your face, comb your hair, but fast for your father who knows that you're fasting and who, by the way, made you to fast. You'll feel better. You know, you really will when you learn about that. More to come on that, I promise. More to come.